Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. SoundCloud, iTunes, all that good stuff. We live. Um, sort of. We live. <coughs> you don't uh, know it, but this LOTLpodcast.com, uh, where we also post our episodes. Mm. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm also with uh, my co-host, Jordan. We are without Jimmy this week because he canceled and bailed on us last minute. Yes, I'm calling you out, James. He's called but out. you deserve it. So... Uh, but we've got a third member of the crew this week. We've got our buddy Steve back again. Steve, welcome. Hey guys, thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Steve's back in the house, and he's got some stuff to talk about candy later. Yeah. Well, actually, we all do. Okay. Who doesn't like candy? That's Seriously. right. All right, well, anyway. It's about to get real spooky later. Uh, okay. All More right, about that's... tricks than treats. <laughs> yeah, so... Obviously, uh, Jordan just uh, kind of foreshadowed our top five of the week. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking some Halloween candy, our favorites. Um, should be fun to get into that. We might have a rousing debate about candy. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll get into some other topics. Uh, but first, just welcome you guys in. How's everybody's week going? What's going on? <clears throat> Been an interesting week. I mean... The weather's finally cooled down, so that's been a, uh, a fun change. Um, been real nerve wracking. I thought you liked the cold. Everybody here liked the cold I two don't. weeks ago. I mean, and I don't. now that it's here, nobody likes it. I'm not surprised. I don't. I don't. I don't, okay, I I don't, don't dislike it. I don't I love hate. This I, I gotta clarify. I don't hate the cold. Oh, I, oh, well, I do hate the day. cold. I don't like. I don't like. Uh, I don't mind this kind of weather though. Like I don't consider this cold. You know? Fall weather is the best weather. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been uh, on edge watching the baseball games, and now NBA's back, so that'll be fun. That'll be a nice Yeah, that's about, that's about as much as the baseball games we're going to talk about, because <laughs> we don't want Jordan to absolutely lose his mind. Yeah, the Cavaliers season actually begins tonight uh, up in Toronto, so that's... That's got, that's got Steve's eye. Indeed it does. Steve's got a vested interest in the Cavaliers, but, you know... Do you now? Yeah, we won't go into that. Oh. But, uh... That's Black Ops. <laughs> that's Black Ops. <laughs> Uh, coming in with all the inside jokes, Steve. Nobody knows what you're talking about, except for maybe one person. Um, I hope he's listening. Yeah, so, uh, Steve, what, what's going on with you? What's new? Well, Since you know... last time we talked. I mean, you know, just doing work, going out. You know, I had been continuing to run and train for a marathon that was going to run out in Vegas on November 11th. Unfortunately, I had an injury, so it doesn't look like that's going to happen oh, now. Um, Wait, so you I, got another injury? It's to my right knee and side of my knee. It's just oh, not. Okay. It's just not helping me right now. But we're not going to dwell on that. I mean, I'm I'm still in good spirits anyway. Okay. All right. Awesome. Uh, Jordan, what are you drinking? So, beer of the week. It's uh, one of my one of my favorite breweries in Cleveland, Terrestrial Brewing Company, and it's Citropotamus. Uh, it's one of the few beers you can actually get in the store in a can. But you um, got that at a store? Yeah. I, I got they, it at Max Beverage. In I Parma. thought they didn't do any. Uh, they do, like, Citropotamus is one of the only ones they do. Oh, okay. So they'll do that from time to time. I don't know, like, all the details of when or how they do it, but that's what I remember. Uh, somebody, I think Heather or someone from Terrestrial telling me that. So, <coughs> But, uh, yeah, so it's the Beer of the Week. It's a wheat IPA. Uh, it's very smooth, very tasty. You said wheat, not weak. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not weak. No, it's a wheat IPA, yeah. and uh, 
Yeah, it's really good. I it's my favorite beer from well. I'm torn between this and their, uh, I believe it's called the Double Fanboy IPA they have, um, as my favorite beers from Terrestrial, but this is a really good one. I like it. Terrestrial, go check them out. Battery Park, uh, down by Edgewater. Yeah, we've done a full written review about them, and we've also uh, did an uh, oral review of them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah we it's love, one of my favorite places. We love us some Terrestrial. For sure. Especially if you're a dog lover. There's tons of dogs everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I brought Champ there. He loves it. Um... Speaking of, uh, I mentioned LOTLpodcast.com for you to go and uh, stream our episodes uh, from, our, from our SoundCloud page. Uh, we've got some exciting news for LOTLpodcast.com. It's one of the reasons why we've got Steve here today. So um, we're actually going to uh, have Steve be, I don't know what the correct term for it would be, correspondent. Correspondent. Yeah, correspondent for our website. He's going to be... Uh, uh, starting at first, he's going to be taking over the uh, sports blog uh, from me because I don't know if I don't know if it's writer's block or whatever, but I just I, I I can't I don't know why I can't keep up with writing those things. So I used to be so into like writing, and I was like I was on the Strongsville Lantern at SHS at high school and all this, but I don't know what's going on. I just I, I can't keep up with it. I've kind of been in the same boat too. Yeah. So so, <laughs> so we've. Uh, We've uh, put out the bat signal for some help for it, and Steve uh, has graciously accepted, and uh, he's going to be writing for us. So, Steve, uh, I, I know you have uh, some experience uh, in writing. Um, you know, if you want to talk about a little bit about like stuff you've done and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I haven't done any writing in any official capacity. Um, it was actually a, a woman named Linda Wacky, who was my twelfth grade English teacher, who actually oh, okay. inspired me to get into writing today. She was. Um, quite a mentor as far as that's concerned, and I actually got my start in writing, if you can believe it, in video game fan fiction. So, that's where I was going, but I didn't know how yeah, to characterize yes, it. Yes, um, I wrote mo- many stories about Legend of Zelda and several other oh, series. Oh, I didn't know you did that. Yes. That's actually really cool. Um, yeah, well. yeah, we were supposed to have a meeting about this between uh, the three of us before we recorded, but somebody's got to watch uh, the baseball game. Mm, mm, and the basketball game. Mm, well, nobody <laughs> cares about <laughs> but anyway, to be fair, I don't care as much about that as I do <laughs> But anyway, within the scope of this of this blog, we're talking, you know, the big three teams, you know, the Cavs, the Browns, the Indians. Uh, we're also gonna every so often, depending on the seasons, we'll talk high school sports, we'll talk uh, local college teams, uh, football and basketball, and, and perhaps other stories uh, as they relate. Uh, perhaps with uh, Olympic athletes or, or World Cup or, or anything yeah. that relates to athletes in Cleveland that are playing in such events. So uh, yeah, for sure. And um, you know, you know, this is there's no cap on this, so it'll evolve as we go. Like you know, anything that's coming up that that Steve's got interest in writing about that has to do with Cleveland. You know, it's not just going to be sports. True. Um, you know, we'll work it out. But I mean, Steve's pretty much you're going to have a blank canvas. So uh, hopefully, this will be something that uh, you enjoy and that that our uh, listeners and our readers enjoy and, um, you know, who knows where it could lead. So, but we really appreciate you, uh, you helping us out with that. No problem, guys. I'm really looking forward to this. <coughs> this is an interesting project, and it's one that I'm uh, going to dive headfirst on. Nice. Awesome. Good All to right. hear. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we, um, that's uh, what we got going on, on the website. Uh, let's kind of get into uh, some of the topics we're going to talk about tonight on the episode. Uh, like we previewed, like Jordan previewed a little bit in our intro, uh, we are going to do our top five of the week. 
which uh, as I said, we're going to be doing Halloween candies, our top five of each, so that should be interesting. We're getting closer and closer to Halloween, and uh, you know we're fully engulfed in the fall season now, so it's cool to kind of keep things topical and seasonal. Um, you know, after that, we'll we'll go with our poll of the week, which we tried to keep uh, we tried to keep relatable. Uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, that's also Halloween based. We're trying to keep things spooky around yeah. here. Yeah. That's pathetic. Uh, we'll get into some Cleveland sports talk. Uh, I know a lot of people want to talk about that. We'll talk about the ridiculous uh, uh, loss that the Browns had to the Chargers. Uh, yeah. Not ridiculous that they lost to the Chargers because the Chargers are a really good team, but how they lost, uh, we'll get into that. We will preview uh, the game coming up on Sunday against at Tampa Bay. Hopefully the Browns can finally get off the schneid and get a road win. Uh, it seems like it's been about eight years since they won on the road. And um, we'll also get into uh, something that's Cleveland-related, but it's going down in Columbus. Um, we'll touch on the Browns. Owners Jimmy and D Haslam and their potential acquisition of the Columbus Crew, which will keep them in Columbus, uh, hopefully for the uh, distant future. I'll uh, we'll get into that a little bit, and uh, we're going to also touch on the Cavs since the season's opening tonight. We'll give our predictions on not only the Cavs, but we'll probably go through and uh, predict our uh, finalists. Yeah, Ooh. predict who's going to win the title. That's none of us be. want. None of us. None of us want the Warriors to win, but. We've got to be. Feel, I have a feeling they're going to probably make a couple of our. Uh, final I'm feeling a hot take prediction from Jordan coming. Ah. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. So anyway, uh, we're going to just have to wait and see. By the way, trick trivia. Oops. Do any of you know the last team the Browns beat on the road? Oh. Uh, oh. Wait. Uh, shoot. Was it Baltimore? It was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, right? No, it wasn't. I, no. I, Dan, you might be right. I think it might have been Baltimore. <laughs> he doesn't even know the oh, answer. I know, I, I, that's why I'm asking. I know, honestly, don't oh, know the answer. Oh, you were asking. Oh, I you were asking us. I, I think it was Baltimore. I thought you were. Uh, I think it was Baltimore in 2015. Blue A day, Josh McCown yeah. blew up for about 450 yards. Yeah, I'm that, pretty sure because they only won three games that year. So I'm, I'm guessing they didn't win more than one <laughs> game on the road that year. Oh, God. But I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's it. We'll look it up, though. They didn't win any in 16 or 17. Yeah, yeah. right? So, uh, that, that'll be uh, what we talk about on sports uh, tonight, and uh, we'll get into some reviews. We actually have some uh, this week, so Jordan's going yeah. to take us through the Griffin Cider House, which is on Madison Avenue in Lakewood. That's uh, right. We haven't been there yet, so it's not really a review, but we'll, we'll talk on... I've uh, been there, but... T- no, not... Oh, not you were free. My yeah. bad. I goofed. There's a new taco joint that looks a lot like Barrio that we're going to talk uh, <laughs> just a little bit about. We'll touch on it, and... Uh, we actually have an article that we want to talk about that has to do with Cleveland and, yeah. um, you know, kind of the purpose for this podcast is to talk about not only Cleveland sports, but also the way that Cleveland's kind of been on this revival kick for the last uh, decade or so. And uh, just to talk about uh, how Cleveland is more than just our sports and particularly just one guy that's been here and that decided to leave us. Uh, That's right. Again this year. We're so, more than you. So we'll touch on that. That came out today, and we were really interested in that, so we'll touch on it. And then uh, we'll go through some real quick uh, festival event uh, previews uh, coming up. A couple that uh, we've already talked about. We'll just we'll just touch on those, and then a couple new ones that Jordan was able to find. A couple spooky new ones, Yeah, might I add. So 
So, all right, let's get into it. Um, speaking, well, it's not really spooky, but... Before we get we, into it, I can confirm, Dan, you were correct. I, come on. Yeah, right. 33-30, Browns come beat on. the Ravens in Baltimore wow. on October 11th, 2015. It was like three That's years right. ago and to the week. Did you hear how quick I was on that, too? You were. Give me Browns trivia, and I'll nail it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should do that one week. We should try and see Browns if... Browns trivia. People can stop me on Browns trivia. Mm, that's a great show. Okay, who was the... Okay, no, I'm not going to do this. Because <laughs> um, I'll probably know it. <laughs> All right, so our top five of the week. Top five Halloween candies. Yeah. So, yeah. We uh, there's no restrictions on this. There's. It could be anything. It could, be, any, it could be chocolatey. It could be just sugary. It could be sour. It could be... I don't know what candy is salty, but it could be... Salty caramel. Sure. Anything that you are least somewhat likely to find in a... Anything that when you were growing up as a kid and you went out trick-or-treating that you were able to get. Except for, you know, those stupid people that would give you, like, dimes. Or, like, ridiculous people that would give, like, carrots. Or, yeah. Like, (laughs) here's an apple. Like, screw you. (laughs) All right. So, let's get into it. Uh, Since... We just told you about it, Steve. Why don't you go first? Because we, we don't know what yours are. Yeah. Okay. So, Steve. Count so five, down. Five, yeah, five to one. Yeah, Count remember how, real quick, I just want to say, remember the days when I was dumb and I would go one to five? <laughs> I think we were all funny. like that when we started. So, definitely five to one. Yeah. So, coming in at number five, I'm tasting the rainbow. Skittles. Oh, oh nice. Solid candy. Nice. Okay. Coming in at number four, M&M's. Which kind of M and M's? Uh, more of Stock. a regular M and M. Just guy. regular, just okay. Reg. All right, yeah. all right. He. So, side note, sidebar. <clears throat> we we used to uh, live together, uh, actually down the street from here, and this guy had a Tony. He, he still has it. Has a Tony the Tiger cookie jar. There goes Tony the would, Tiger. He would he would literally go and get bags of regular M and M's and just fill this cookie jar that, that's like this big. <laughs> And just <laughs> fill them with M&M's. If nice. you know the, the one and a half pound party size bag, yeah. uh, it would take two of them to fill it. It's like 12 thing. bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. He'd, get, so, he'd spend 25 bucks on M&M's and fill this thing. Well, bulk, you know. He was yeah. thinking long term. It, it was fantastic. Wow, that's actually really funny. So anyway, I just had to at, share that. At, great. At any rate, number three, <laughs> Three Musketeers. Aha! Very appropriate. That was, my, that, was my, yeah, that was my guess as to what his favorite one was going to be. Musketeers are solid. Coming in at number two, Nestle Crunch Bars. Oh, those are so wow, good. Those are good. Yeah. Interesting. And number one, give me a break. Kit Kat. Number <laughs> one, without a doubt. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Kit Kat. That's uh There's no Reese's peanut butter cup in his top five. Wow. That's disappointing. To me, that's a travesty. I agree. I agree. But hey, it's not because I don't like peanut butter, because I eat peanut butter sandwiches for lunch half the days. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's just you're not a fan of Reese's peanut butter. Yeah. Have you, you know what? Have you, well, we'll get to this, because I'm sure me or Jordan's got them in there. But have you guys ever, do you ever put your Reese's peanut butter cups in the freezer? I don't. I've had frozen Reese's before. I, I'm not a big fan. Yeah. I actually kind of like candy chilled. As opposed to being right? warm. So, yeah, yeah I like where you're going with that, Dan. Yeah. I'm, I'm the opposite. I, I actually don't mind when it's a little bit melty and it's just really soft and gooey. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like 12 years old. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. <laughs> so, number five for me, 100 grand. 
Oh, okay. That's kind of like an old school candy. Yeah, it's 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 like it's like it's like a mixture of everything. It's got a little bit of like a Nestle Crunch type feel. There's caramel. There's I think there's nougat in it too, or hmm. something. Whatever. I don't know. It's just great. Wow. Number four, Snickers. Okay. Solid. Eat a Snickers. Uh, number three for me, the first. Uh, I think is this the first non-chocolate one? Were all yours chocolate? Yeah, uh, not Skittles, but oh, okay, sorry, Skittles. Three for me, Smarties. Oh, oh yes. talk about old I school. I used to get those in church. Oh my gosh, dude. Uh, number two for me, uh, like Steve's number one, Kit Kat. Okay. Now, are you, are you, do you break each one off? Are you, you that way? Or do you just bite right into it? Um, generally I will break them off. Okay, yeah, so you're not that's, a savage. That's the right way to do it. <laughs> yeah, like other people just like, ah, ah, they get I mean, they literally are made so you can break them off. Right, so. that's why, that's why they're like that, right, so you right. break them off. Uh, and then number one, gotta be at Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I mean, there's no better candy out there. I agree. It's just, well, do you? You haven't said yours well, yet. You're about to find out. Ooh. Um, but um, Jordan's got a, in his top five, he's got a special kind of Reese's. It's not yeah. It's not just the Reese's Peanut Butter We'll have cup. to see. I, li- I like them however you get them, so I don't really care. They all taste the same to me. But all right, so my has, top five. Somebody, some people have preferences. Yeah. All, all right. right, Jordan. Number five, Hershey's Cookies and Cream. Oh, that's this is good choice. honestly a little too good. It's one of those candies where if you're not careful, you'll eat like way too much and you'll feel disgusting. But <laughs> it's a very good candy, and yeah, like it's one very bar is like creamy over six hundred calories. Yeah, yeah, you know it's very destructive to your body as well. Uh, number four is Skittles. I originally had jelly beans, and I do like jelly beans, but you, <laughs> I was reminded of Skittles when you said Skittles. I actually love Skittles, so I'm not a big sweets guy or candy guy. But I do love some Skittles. I always thought of jelly beans um, as being more of an Easter candy as opposed to. I Halloween. agree too. Yeah. I, no, I agree you know, with that. I mean, you can get them at Halloween too, but yeah, like, yeah, those little no, like, I, I agree. Of jelly they, bellies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. a very Easter thing. Uh, number three, peanut M and M's. Love peanut M and M's. I can eat a peanut M and M any day of the week. <coughs> I also like peanut butter M and M's, but yes. I still think that peanut M and M's are the best. Yeah, something they have about that extra like the, little crunch. Something about the crunch, the bite, the yeah. texture. Yeah, and peanut. Peanut butter and chocolate goes together so perfectly. Oh, gosh. Like, yeah. It's just an amazing pairing. Um, number are you two. you two like spokespeople for Reese's? Or well, you know, like, well, we're going to, that's an announcement we got to Well, he hasn't about. said, he hasn't, yeah, yeah, right. We're sponsored hey, by Reese's. Uh, right? If anybody from Reese's <laughs> is uh, listening, is Reese's Nestle? Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I, Mars, Mars, isn't it? Is it? I'm pretty is sure it's Mars. Mars. Oh, okay. If, well, anybody at Mars is uh, listening to this, uh, you're welcome. You know, if, you to hit us. A, if you want to hit us up, you want to sponsor the top? We'll talk about candy all the time. We will literally talk about it every episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, number two is Snickers. Uh, can't go wrong with it. Uh, I was really bummed when I had braces and I literally couldn't eat it. Right. Um, although I'm pretty sure I tried a few times. Oh, yeah. Like, like with the was... peanuts and the caramel. Oh, it's just too oh, much. Yeah. Yeah, we all did, Jordan. You were yeah, not right. Oh, right. Yeah. You're not supposed to chew gum when you uh, have braces. Yeah. Oh, okay. Guess who did chew yeah, gum? Yeah, guess who chewed gum? Me. Yeah. Some, you know Jordan. what's weird? Some, no, I did Somehow they knew. I don't know if they would find pieces of gum, but they would be like, are you chewing gum? And I was like, no. And they're like, well, it looks like you're chewing gum. Yeah, well, I was like, well um, there's okay, gum so in your tooth. Every so, so often I do. Yeah, it was weird. They knew. Um, 
And number one, holiday Reese's. Now I say holiday Reese's because I do love the traditional cups. I'm not opposed to those. Yeah. But there is nothing like the Easter egg Reese's or the pumpkin Reese's or the, the Christmas Santa tree or whatever. Yeah, the Christmas tree. Oh, those are. They have, I think it's because there's a thinner layer of chocolate. Yeah. And you just get more of that ridiculously, you know, luxurious peanut. So if you're out there, Mars, we talked. We've we've. Uh, mentioned Reese's like 17 times the last five minutes. So Yeah, and I debated putting Reese's Pieces in here. But I can't believe you didn't have Reese's Pieces in your top five. That's from your era. Number six, I guess. Yeah, you know, it just <laughs> barely didn't beat out M&M's and Skittles. <laughs> Number oh, six. and me and him might get in an argument right now. I just got to say, I was going to put it on here, but... Let's go down to number 100 for me, which is the lowest you can possibly go. Uh-oh. Is effing candy corn. Effing yeah, crap. Yeah, I agree. That's I can't I, eat that. It's like eating wax. I was wondering I, how long it was going to be before somebody mentioned candy corn. I, I'm honestly... This, this is just an anti-candy corn podcast, I guess. I'm honestly not sure... <laughs> yeah, but you like it. <laughs> I mean, I do. I don't hate it, but like, I never considered it anywhere near top five. Well, yeah, okay. But yeah, yeah I, 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 it's like, so I don't know. It's like it's like sugar wax. I just can't get into it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I know there's people out there that swear by candy corn. I so whatever. just don't think it's very good. I'm also not a fan of like, honestly, I'm not a big fan of Jolly Roger, uh, Jolly Ranchers, Jolly Ranchers, Jolly Rogers, Jolly, Rogers. Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, I is just, that the um, Jolly Ranchers? Is that like the Aldi? Jordan spent yeah. too much time um, on the high seas, baby. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the Jolly uh, Ranchers. It's the pirate it's the, version. It's the, it's the Aldi brand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Alright, well that was cool, guys. So, hey, Jimmy, what's your top five? Oh, eh. Aldi, Aldi is definitely not sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> oh, hey, Jimmy's not here. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, Jimmy, what's what's uh, what's your top five? Anybody get the cricket sound effect? <laughs> Where's Jimmy at? Oh, yeah, that's right. He bailed. Thanks, James. He bailed. So, no, we love you, Jimmy. Uh, we'll see Jimmy next week. Um, all right, so that's the top five. Let's do the poll of the week right after that. Since it's uh, also Halloween-themed, Jordan, you got the numbers? I do. I have Twitter up okay, right now. Okay, so our um, poll of the week question was, how do you celebrate Halloween? Now, we had to do this kind of funny because <laughs> Facebook is really, for lack of a better word, dumb on how they allow us to do polls. Yeah, the only You can only do two options on polls on Facebook. Yeah. Twitter, you can do four, which, yeah. uh, whatever. Um so we kind of had to split it up. So it's either how do you how, what more do you, what do you like more about Halloween? Do you like more of the candy costume fun, you know, yeah, innocent I, fun aspect of Halloween, yeah. or are you more of the scary movies, haunted house, yeah. spooky horror, you know, creepy, crazy version of Halloween? And, and I realize that a lot of people probably like both. Right. But I wanted people to narrow down their favorite aspect. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people who embrace Halloween 100%, but they don't do much aside from go to a Halloween yeah. party, dress up. Yeah. Maybe they take their kids out for trick-or-treating. Some people get really yeah. into it. Like, like my cousins, yeah. Mike and Maria, decorate their whole house. They decorate right, their front right. yard. They're, they're like super And they get it. like really hyped about yeah. the kids coming over, so they get like tons of candy and stuff. Yeah. And then you get like the... There's another branch of Halloween where like people get really into the dark side. Like they'll watch terrifying movies they'll go to yep. haunted houses they might even participate in weird supernatural tours and things like that so um i just i was just curious what people would you know what people would kind of land on when you think about halloween in comparison to the other really big holidays in our society like christmas and easter which are almost universally celebrated halloween is the one where 
you have people who are way off the charts, super passionate about right. it, and then there's that other subset of the population that just doesn't care at all. Yeah. Right. So, right. It, yeah, it, I mean... I was, uh, I was talking to somebody today, uh, we were texting back and forth, and, and her favorite holiday is Halloween, and she just, mm. she just kept going on about how much she just loved Halloween, loved Halloween, whatever. Mm. And uh, she's definitely more of the goofy, fun yeah. uh, type Halloween, you know, more so like, mm. uh, you know, going out trick-or-treating with like younger family members, like nieces, nephews, stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, the costume aspect of it, seeing how creative people get, like with their costumes at parties or, yeah. or just some other stuff. Um, but uh, that, that's definitely where I land on the spectrum. Um, yeah. Halloween candy, dressing up, costumes. I mean, we're having a uh, LOTL Halloween party here in okay. a week and a half. And um, the the one uh, caveat about the party is you're not allowed in unless you're dressed up that's in a costume. Right. It's gotta be uh, did this last year, and we're doing it again this year. So if you show up and you're not and you're wearing a costume, spooky. Don't take it personally, but you're not allowed in. Yeah. Go to uh, Walgreens. <laughs> yeah, Walgreens or Walmart or something. Go buy something for ten bucks and come back. Yeah. I was almost not allowed in last year because I dressed as Roman Reigns. Yep. Yep. Oh. Yeah, he dressed up as a WWE wrestler. Oh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Yeah. So. I remember that now. Wasn't it not? Was it? Was it always? Supposed to be Roman Reigns, or did you orig- wasn't originally supposed to be something else? I mean, technically, I was a SWAT team officer, and my that's what. I, yeah, I remember. I remember that. Yeah, but yeah. that's what his in ring attire is. So I just gotcha. played it off as yeah. that. He wears all okay. that tactical gear and stuff. So yeah, so um, I definitely. So what, what land, the results say? Well, there was, and I, I want to say what I land on too. Mm. I land on the costumes and candy side. Uh, I we didn't really celebrate it growing up, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it's um, one of those. It's one of those taboo holidays. Uh, yeah, for, and that's. For like really conservative, yeah, like and it's understandable families. to me. Yeah. Um, I have since embraced the goofy side of Halloween. I like the candy. I like the costumes. I like the little parties and stuff. Right. And you know, pumpkin picking, whatever you know. Uh, I do not pumpkin like beer. The, pumpkin beer. That's yes. And I would throw that in the candy side as well. Oh yeah. Um, I do not like the scary and the dark side of Halloween. No, I can't uh, get into for it for a lot of reasons. But uh, one reason I just don't enjoy it. Yeah, um, I so Twitter roughly seventy five percent was costumes and candy and about twenty five percent was uh, scary movies and haunted houses. Hmm. So I'm a little surprised by that to be honest. Facebook I, was more like I think sixty forty. Yeah, um, yeah there was it was actually sixty forty the other way. Right, it more was 60, people 40, were yeah. Uh, yeah yeah scary and uh, the haunted housey. Yeah. People got to get their freak on, you know. Well, it's an adrenaline rush. Yeah. The haunted house. Thing. Oh man, I. <laughs> I always say this. It, I've never been to a haunted house, but I, if somebody popped, if I was walking around a dark room, dark house, and somebody popped out of the wall and screamed at me, I'd turn around and punch him in the face. Well, see, and th- those are because I would flinch, and then just my instincts would come. I would just yeah. jack the dude. Those I don't are... care if he's got a plastic or a foam <laughs> uh, chainsaw or not. I'm jacking that dude right on the chin. Well, those are and those are the basic haunted houses. Oh yeah, they have these. The new thing now is the extreme haunted houses. Yeah, you're not which find like anywhere near that. you sign waivers because you'll get injured. Like yeah. you'll get cuts, you'll get bruises. Like there's even reports of broken bones and other types yeah, of no stuff. Thanks. Like because like. They Stupid. like they're allowed to touch you. They're allowed to push you. They're allowed to, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, well, they're allowed I, to touch me. I'm well, allowed to touch I, them. That's why you. I know do. of two such haunted houses. One of which is an old manor house in mm-hmm. San Diego, California. That's um, one of the famous and, ones. And that was one of the famous ones. And another one is actually at Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, okay. 
I know Akron has a pretty famous one. They do too stuff. Now. Yeah, they do stuff with like the the mat. Isn't that the Massillon Reform Reformery? I think it is. Uh, sounds What's like the famous it Ohio, famous North uh, Northeast Ohio one. I can't remember the Mansfield. I'm not sure. Mansfield. That's oh it. the Mansfield. Yeah, Raiders that's like a. I don't know if they do anything there, but that's a really famous like like uh, old dilapidated uh, reformery. Where they've been, no, they've done like those uh, ghost shows there, like those paranormal Seances shows. Or yeah. yeah, it's where Andy Dufresne crawled yeah. out the sewers. Yeah, right. And um, threw the poop for five football fields. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I, I can't get into that stuff. I don't know. I just, I, I can't do it. But anyway, yeah, I, I don't really embrace it. I've been to one haunted house. It wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, but I mean, I. I'll watch a scary movie if, like, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not like, ooh, let's I, watch a I scary do, movie. I do like this. So I describe it as thrillers, like, or, or, or like weird creep. Like, for instance, Sleepy Hollow. I love that yeah, movie. Yeah, you know, That's I mean, honestly, movie. scary. You know, it's a cuddle movie. Yeah, well, there's reasons why scary movies are a thing. Right. And it has a lot to do with uh, right. It's a cuddle movie. Relationships. So you know, if I have lady friend over. <laughs> Oh, sure, and she wants to watch one. Sure, why not? Yeah, okay, sure. Um, the Exorcist, sure. Yeah, yeah awesome, sure. great, yeah, awesome. <laughs> you know, this is actually a good segue into the part of Halloween we have not discussed up to this point, which is which more is? the uh, fetish fantasy kind of Halloween, where uh, you have the costumes t- that are not scary, but are actually <laughs> more along sexual. the lines of... Yes. Yeah. There's, that, yeah, there's a reason they why will, we didn't mention they that. They will. Uh-huh. It's it is weird how. So most, I bet if that was an option on your poll, <laughs> there would be people voting for that. A whole bunch of weird dudes. <laughs> I, uh, I'm actually kind of blown away how they'll make a sexual costume out of literally anything. Yeah, it's weird. Like like. <clears throat> Yeah. Which were well, I can understand. I, I can understand. <laughs> well, I can understand all a girl's got to do is wear one of those Viking hats and then not wear clothes. Yeah, then not like, wear... it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, it really isn't. You make a tablecloth oh, in a second yeah. costume. Oh boy, toga, toga, toga. <laughs> yeah. yeah, toga, toga. Okay. So, so speaking of scary and spooky and horror films and flicks, uh, let's talk about the Browns game from Sunday. That was kind of that spooky. was very scary. Yeah, that was wow. fugly. Fugly. F U G L Y. What does that stand for? What does fugly stand for, Dan? Effing ugly. All right, so this is a family show, Jordan. Even though we just got done talking about fetishes and. The spooky side. Yeah. Okay, so Browns got smashed on Sunday to the tune of 38 to 13. Oh, gosh. Did we miss an extra point in that? No, we had touchdown two field goals. Um, that shows you how Not much... Not giving the kicker enough credit. That shows you how much Steve watched that game. So anyway, anyway... I'll be honest, I didn't watch this game. Yeah, well, you didn't miss I much. I checked out of the NFL that day. You didn't miss much. So I watched every single play of it because I am... I have a sickness. But, you know, it, it, it was a game that didn't start off well from the start, really. Um... San Diego went down. The Browns, uh, I think they got one first down on their first drive, but then it fizzled out, punted the ball away. San Diego <laughs> went right down the field and scored. Uh, Browns came back, and Baker Mayfield <clears throat> scrambled for a first down, and then as Cleveland Browns luck, slips on the first down marker while running out of bounds and sprains his ankle. He ended up playing the rest of the game, but... 
you could tell he was affected. He couldn't run. He could he could barely move around in the pocket. And I, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure that the Browns were considering taking him out for the rest of the game, putting Taylor in, because Tyrod was warming up on the sidelines. But Baker's the kind of guy who's like, no, you're not taking me out of this game. Right, right. No way. You'd have to drag me off the field. Not happening. So Baker played banged up the whole game. Uh, there's, I mean, the defense was horrible. San Diego rushed for 243 yards oh my on the game. Like that's that's wow. that's like that that's a that's a good day in college. Like two hundred and forty yards is a good day in college. That isn't that is an absolute that's gangbusters in the NFL to be able to rush for two hundred and forty yeah, yards in the NFL. That's crazy. Whenever like, you're up you don't two. see that. Whenever you give up over hundred and fifty yards rushing, you're most likely not gonna win. Right. Two fifty? Over two hundred. You don't have a chance. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have a chance. So that happened. That was great. The Browns didn't know how to set an edge. And what's interesting is there's an article came out in the Canton Repository today where the San Diego Chargers were quoted as saying that they, they pretty much knew every single play the Browns were calling on defense. They knew, they knew when they were blitzing. They knew how they were blitzing. They knew uh, the stunts that they were doing on the defensive line, which if you know that, then you know which holes are going to open for your running plays. So uh, Phillip Rivers very easily just audibled into a different run to a different side of the formation uh, where there would be a hole. And there were truck-sized holes all game. Um, so it makes sense that they would know all that stuff. So it, it's just it was poorly coached. It was poorly executed. Um, it was poorly played. Baker, for the first time, looked like a rookie. I contend more of that was the fact that he sprained his ankle early in the first quarter. And uh, we also had another game where our receivers just can't hold on to the freaking ball. I mean, I can show you guys videos right now. There was at least three or four plays where Baker fired it into uh, a zone where only his receiver could catch it, and they just didn't catch it. We had two drop touchdowns, which ended up not getting any points on the drives. And it was just – they need they, – they have an epidemic at wide receiver. And I don't know what, I don't know what they're – I don't know what to do. They signed Brashad Perriman – uh, Saturday, who was a former first-round pick of the Ravens, but the reason why he's not on a team is because he's not good. he has he has the reputation of not being able to catch the ball. So why I don't understand why you, why you would add that to a, a, a position group that already is having problems holding on to the ball. I don't understand. It's not Browns football if you're talking if you're talking about not scoring in the red zone and not holding on to passes. And that's that's been a constant over the last almost ten years now. Uh, yeah. Certainly since the Ray Farmer era. The Rashard Higgins injury, uh, I don't think people realize just how big that was. I mean that so so one of the reasons why Jarvis Landry struggled since Baker has uh, become the starter is because Baker never got any first team reps in training camp. He never got to practice with Jarvis. Um, he got to because he was with the twos. He got to practice with Rashard Higgins. That's why you see that natural chemistry there. Mm-hmm. And when Higgins went out. Baker started struggling because Higgins is Baker's safety valve. When he's going through his progressions, and Baker, for a rookie, does that really well. He does not. He does not lock onto a receiver. He does really well of going through his, you know, first, second, third reads. He always knew that he had Rashard Higgins, at, at, you know, either on the back end of the play or whether he was going to that to start the play. And then Higgins got injured, and Baker's looked like a rookie since. Um, most of the Baltimore game and then all of this game against the Chargers. Luckily, they were able to win the Baltimore game. But um, I, I don't know. Do you, 
what do they do? I mean, do the Browns, you know, we talked about Des Bryant. That's not going to happen. It should. Um, but. It shouldn't. It, I mean, it should, but I think I think Des was using the Browns for hard knocks and trying to get his name out there and sign with another team. <laughs> Probably. I mean, Des he, is Des. I wouldn't he's put a, it past him. He's a prima donna, but... Um, so there's the whole... Which, not- real quick, that would make sense why Dorsey and everyone seemed so uninterested in him. Yeah. Didn't you get the vibe that they were like, whatever? Like, I, I think they were interested in him coming in. I think when he was there on the on the visit, they kind of got the vibe like, okay, he's playing, I, he's playing this up for the Cowboys. I don't even like think other. Dorsey or whoever it was. Well, Dorsey for sure. Could well, they never would have brought him in if, if they had that feeling beforehand. They never would have brought him in on a visit. I, th- I think it happened when he was there. They're like, okay, Could he's, be. cameras are here. He's a little over the top. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, there's been a couple other names floated out there. Obviously, the pie-in-the-sky one because of how terribly they're playing and, and the sideline antics. But Odell Beckham Jr.'s names were thrown out there just because... Didn't he just get a massive contract with... He did, in which there, there's a lot of contractual lingo which would prevent mm-hmm. Giants from ever trading him this year. Um, he has so much money... Uh, in their cap invested yeah. this year that they would take such a hit. Well, they need have a whole bunch guaranteed, too. Yeah. yeah. But the guaranteed money would go with him wherever he went. Oh, that's true. The problem is the amount of dead money on his on his cap number towards the team's cap yeah. space for next year if they traded him. So, but, you know, I could go into that for like an hour. But um, I, the, the most interesting name out there that I think uh, that the Browns should be looking at is Amari Cooper. Uh, Steve, I don't know if you've heard this, but the Raiders have made Amari Cooper available in trades. Um, he hasn't really been featured in John Gruden's offense. No, he hasn't at all. Which no, is he baffling to me, given right. how good he's been until he got there. But. Yeah, uh, I mean, two, two of his first three years in the NFL, he's been over 1,000 yards, I think over 70 catches. Last year, I think he was hurt for some of the year, so he wasn't able to eclipse 1,000 yards. But, yeah, this year they haven't really used him. Ironically, the one good game he's had all year this year was against the Browns. Um, Raiders should still be winless, by the way. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, but the Raiders want a first-round pick for him right now. And there's a reason why nobody's traded for Amari Cooper yet, because the Raiders want a first-round pick for him. It, my opinion, if a team has made it known that they want to trade a guy, why would you ever give, him what they're, give them what they're asking? Why would you ever offer them what they're asking? If you know that they're willing to put him out there and say, hey, this guy's available... Oh, but we want a first-round pick for him. Yeah, go pound sand. Unless if it's a quarterback. Well, yeah, if it's I mean, a quarterback, that'd I mean, that, be the only way. Yeah, right. But the Browns have their quarterback now. Now the Browns need to build around him. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be hard pressed to offer a second-round pick for Amari Cooper. To be honest with you, I mean, I wouldn't go any higher. I really because if the Browns' season turns south, which hopefully it doesn't, uh, that second-round pick is going to be really close to the first round, the end of the first round. I wouldn't offer a second round pick. I'd offer a third, honestly, and say, "Hey, you guys, you guys want? Do you guys really want him or no?" That's that would be my offer. Be a third round pick for Cooper, and I'd gladly take him. I mean, because who else do we have right now? Yeah, I I certainly would do that deal, and it would help everybody because right now Jarvis Landry is getting all the attention. That's why his productions uh, went down. Yeah, he's every- seeing double coverage almost almost yeah, every time absolutely. based on what I um, what I'm reading. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I would definitely, uh, I, I'd definitely be in talks with the Raiders about Amari Cooper, uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, they gave up on Khalil Mack, so I, I, I can't imagine they'd be sticklers on, on keeping 
Amari Cooper or bleeding teams dry for whatever they can get for Amari Cooper. Not to turn this into a show about the Raiders, but I have no earthly idea what the Raiders are thinking. Well, we went into that a couple weeks ago uh, as far as... John Gruden's going to be on the hot seat very soon if he's not already. No, he won't. <laughs> he signed a 10-year contract for $100 million. 10-year contract? That, unlike players... Good thing Al Davis isn't still around. Unlike, unlike players, that's all guaranteed. So, oh, my goodness. If they fire him, they're still on the hook for the additional nine years and ten million dollars a year. He's going nowhere. Oh, I didn't realize that. But that's crazy. Um. So I, I, I guess I guess with all this uh, all this negative and also Hugh Jackson. Oh my God! Like what are you doing? Like what is go- like? I, I just don't understand. Like why on earth this organization continues to stand behind this man? Yeah, it's it's a joke. He's made some weird calls in games too. I don't understand. It is a joke, and all this, all this about how oh we need to get Nick. He said this for weeks now. Oh, we need to get Nick Chubb more involved. We need to get him carries. He played seven snaps on Sunday and got two carries. Stop lying to the media and the fans. Oh, we need to get him more carries. It's ridiculous. And then Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson's actually been vocal in the media about how he hasn't been used, and I don't blame him. Duke Johnson's one of the best offensive players that this team's got, and they don't even use him. One of Brown's biggest strengths is their running back core, and right. they're not doing nearly enough. Now, I get the fact that they were way behind in this game, and they were in a position where they had to throw but a you bunch can in the use Duke, half, But you can but use Duke Johnson in the passing game. You sure can. And they, mean, they did a little bit, and Duke Johnson got some garbage yards, but I'm saying like you need to, you need to put him in your game plan. Like, you need to figure out ways. Line him up in the slot. We have no receivers. Why don't you line him up in the slot? Like you had said at the beginning of this segment, uh, the game plan for this game was completely wrong. Oh, uh, God. Defensively and offensively. It was um, awful. It doesn't take... I mean, if you are a professional head coach, you know you are having issues with your receivers. You didn't know your quarterback was going to sprain an ankle in the first quarter, admittedly, but... You shouldn't have been coming out thinking you were going to throw the ball 50 times in this kind of a game. When you have right. three really good running backs in the backfield right. who are pr- capable of producing or are producing, yeah. and you're down receivers and you got receivers who can't catch it, just, eh, you know. Really bad. Really bad. So uh, let, let's, let's transition to uh, uh, previewing the game this week. Uh, the Browns are at Tampa Bay. The struggling Tampa Bay Bucks, who are – Playing like gangbusters at the beginning of the year, but they've now all of a sudden lost three in a row. Do you remember when uh, Fitzpatrick was the coolest? Fitz Magic, and now he's on the bench. So, um, which was a dumb decision by Tampa. This, quite frankly, this uh, it's kind of a dumb decision for them to get uh, what's his name. Anyways, uh, wow, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, yeah. It uh, Hugh Jackson's seat's gonna get. Pretty warm if they go down and lay another egg this week because I I think the Browns match up extremely well against Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay does not run the ball. In fact, I can't even name their running backs. I don't even know who they are. They they, they don't even try to run the ball, and the Achilles heel of the Browns is the running game, is defending the run. So I th- even even though Tampa's got two really good dynamic receivers, I think the Browns should at least be able to keep something in check as far as their defense goes. Um, and the Bucks have the worst defense in the NFL. 
Their defense is horrific. Horrific. Yeah, it is. Horrific. I mean, we knew it was going to be that way. I mean, when they sprung the upset on New Orleans in week one, yeah. they, they did so. They won like 46 to 40 or something like that. Yeah. You know, really even bad. when they win, they're giving up tons of points. Really bad. Um, so I, I think I think the Browns the Browns could go. I'm not gonna say they should because it, they're 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 better this year, but they're still the Browns. But I think the Browns can win on Sunday. Um, I think Baker has a bounce back game. I think uh, hopefully for their sake they get Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson involved more. Jarvis has a bounce back game, and uh, the defense has a has a nice game. They're missing Schobert, that which is a really big loss. In the middle of defense, but uh, what uh, what are your guys' predictions for for Sunday? What do you think? All right, i I think they're gonna win again. Um, I'm not surprised they got blown out by the Chargers. You knew a blowout a blowout was inevitable. Yeah, you you actually well, you kind of called it. I said two touchdown loss. I didn't think it was gonna be as bad as it ended up being, but which in the NFL um, is a blowout. Yeah, you lose by two touchdowns. I. I um every team gets blown out at some point. Even yeah. the Patriots get blown out this right. year already. I mean, I'm not shocked. I'm not even worried. The yeah, only thing that's worrisome about the Browns is they got those injuries. Yeah. Like I'm not worried about oh they're gonna they can have every team has a bad game. It's the NFL. The Browns um, the Browns improved their overall talent this offseason. Right. But they still have a depth issue. Right, and that's we knew that so was. So if they if they suffer injuries at certain positions like they have yeah. They're going to be exposed, like a um, wide receiver. I think that they're going to beat the Buccaneers. I think there is a situation where you're playing a team and they're just in bad form. And I think they should probably win by a touchdown, maybe 10 points. Um, I think they should be able to wrap the game up in the fourth quarter. That's my prediction. Steve, what do you think? Um, I'm 1-0 in predictions on the Browns on this podcast, so you know, I'm going to try and make it 2-0 in a row here. Um, you picked them. I think that wait, did you who'd you pick them to beat? Baltimore. Oh wow. Oh yeah, I do remember. I remember that. Yeah, I yeah. did think they were gonna win that game by more than they did, but you know, yeah, you lose hand grenades, you win it by a point or that's 50, right. it doesn't matter. So. That's right. Um with regard to this game, I think it really comes down to Baker Mayfield's health. If he is healthy, I think the Browns do win because I think they're going to God willing. Jackson will run the ball more than he did in the last couple of games, and he will try to take the pressure off of Baker a little bit. Uh, God, I hope he, so. If he is hobbled, they'll be able to, to run it enough, and they'll, you know, Tampa just they don't they don't line up, they don't match up very well really at any position on defense. I think the Browns will be able to put up thirty points in this game, and that honestly, I think that's going to get them through. I think it's going to be high scoring, but I think the Browns win it by like I'm guessing by three or four in the end. I'm there too. I I I don't think. Uh, I mean, that's been that's been the trend of the. Se- I mean, this past Sunday notwithstanding, it's been the trend of the season. It's been, you know, games within three or four points every game. Mm-hmm. I think that continues. Uh, I think that. Uh, I think they're going to win it at the end with a kick. Mm. I do. Um, their new kicker, Greg Joseph, uh, went to college in Florida. He's going to be back near home. Um, I think he's gonna he's gonna be big for the Browns this week. I think he's gonna make a kick near the end of the game to win it. Shootouts usually come down to whoever's holding the ball last. So. True. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. yeah. That's also true. So I think so. So we've got uh, everybody says the Browns are winning this yeah. week. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Optimism on the LTL podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. So uh, 
we'll uh, we'll actually get into uh, the Browns potentially becoming the owners of the Columbus Crew. Um, maybe next week. Uh, yeah, we get more information. Yeah, and also Steve's first uh, post will be up, and that's actually what he's writing about. So yeah. Steve's going to go into a uh, kind of a timeline of what happened um, to kind of make this uh, all happen. Uh, kind of makes going sense from the old owner talking about moving the team to Jimmy Haslam uh, in line now to purchase the crew and keep them in Columbus. So we're looking forward to that. That'll probably be out. Um, probably maybe early next week sometime. Yeah, without we'll spoiling it too much, it really is a fascinating story if you don't follow the MLS or follow Columbus crew. Um, really just sprung on the scene kind of out of nowhere in the sports world in October of 2017 when um, the previous owner, Anthony Precourt, decided that to, they were going to look into relocation. And he did it just a couple weeks before the MLS postseason was supposed to start, which is one of the dumber things I've ever seen a sports owner do. Yeah. So uh, certainly uh, it's going to be worth a read and listen next week. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, so real quick, uh, before we transition out of sports, um, the Cavs season starts tonight. NBA basketball. Well, NBA basketball started last night. Yeah. But yeah. the uh, the Cavs start tonight. Not so, here, so we didn't care. Yeah, right? Um, you know, it, it's it's really going to be an, it's a transition year for the Cavs, obviously. We've, you know, we talked about it in the summertime, about LeBron leaving and all that and everything. But um, I'm actually kind of excited to watch. I, I don't know why. I'm kind of excited to watch the Cavs. You know, you go back and it's like, Cavs fans have, like, PTSD about LeBron leaving because the first time LeBron left, the, the Cavs were one of the worst teams in NBA history uh, when he left. Uh, they, they had the, the NBA record for losing losing streak. 26 in a row, yeah. yes. So, um, but I, I think the team is much, much better positioned this time around. Um, they were able to keep one of their all-stars and re-sign him, Kevin Love. I think he goes more more so back to Minnesota Kevin Love. I think you're going to see an uptick in his points per game, his rebounds. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think Kevin I don't, Love is positioned for to have a big season. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that that's going to transition into a lot of wins because it didn't in Minnesota. Um, but I, there's still going to be a reason to watch the Cavs. When LeBron left the first time, there was no reason to watch the Cavs. There was no reason to go down to the queue. There was nothing. Um, they also have their draft pick and future uh, – uh, hopefully star point guard in place with Colin Sexton. Last time around, they had to wait a whole year before that happened. They were able to uh, draft Kyrie. Now, I'm not saying Colin Sexton is going to be as good as Kyrie, but at least you have like that young piece that you can watch build right away. You don't have to wait through a terrible season to get that. So, um, And those are the two biggest names that people are talking about right now and are probably yeah. going to talk about throughout the year and for good reason. But yeah, and then you, you still got the holdovers – from there's uh, four guys on the team from the from the championship team that are left. We mentioned Love. There's J.R. Smith, Tristan, and Channing Fry. The Cavs brought Channing Fry back for some locker room presence. Um, so, you know, hopefully, I love I love Channing Fry being back just for like the social media aspect and the uh, the uh, podcast that he does. So uh, that's fun. And uh, but it's just going to be interesting to see how this team plays without LeBron. Um, I. You know, I don't think they're going to the playoffs, but in no, the East, I, in, in I, the East is so bad. Anything. I mean, possible. even if you make the playoffs, it'd be right. pointless because they're not going to contend. No, I mean, not at all. I um, I think there's going to be 
They're going to be below 500 for most of the year. I think we will see a resurgence in Kevin Love. As long as he's healthy, I think yeah. he can have a really awesome year. Um, I'm, I hope Sexton's the real deal, and I hope that they give him playing time. I couldn't care less about JR or Tristan or any of those clowns. I don't even think it should be on the team anymore, but hopefully they play well. Well, some of them um, might not be. Um, yeah. I, I don't think the roster as it stands today. No, it's gonna. It's not going to be like this mid-season. It's going, it's going, depending on how they start, because remember, they have a draft pick that's only top 10 protected. Right. So if they start out hot, say they you know are a couple games above 500 and they look like maybe they can contend for a playoff spot, right. they'll probably do that and they'll be willing to lose the first-round draft pick. But if they start out slow, I'm not saying they're going to fully tank, but Let's they're, just not, say they're not going to have... You'll th- probably see a lot of rookies. The only way that they would be in fully tank mode is if they were to turn around and trade Kevin Love, which would make... Not no, a lot well, of sense, or, given or what they just you know knock on wood. Hey, hopefully, but. this doesn't happen. You know, there's an injury or something. Right. Um, That's also possible. But the 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 draft pick is top ten protected. So mm-hmm. if the Cavs finish outside the top ten in the lottery, they lose that draft pick to I think Atlanta. I'm not sure. Um, Talk about a team that needs some help. Yeah. yeah. So, but if they keep that, then the Cavs have a top ten pick, and that's great. Yeah. That helps the rebuilding. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, we'll get into the Cavs a little bit more as the season uh, progresses. Just real quick, what do you guys think wins-wise? What do you think, like, a range? What are they going to be around? You know, I think the key to the Cavaliers' success this year is actually going to depend on the development of three other guys we haven't mentioned yet, uh, those being Chetty Osman, Jordan Clarkson, and Larry How could Hanks I forget Jr. Chetty? I was going to say, isn't my he guy. Like your boy? That's my boy. It's Chetty. I mean, it's, it's hashtag Chetty season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, if Clarkson and Nance continue to – Cavaliers just gave a big contract to Nance, by the way. Yep. Um, Four years, forty-five million. Indeed. That's way if too they much if they continue, well, it's actually so. Again, we don't have time to get into it, but mm-hmm. the contract's front loaded. So by the oh, last right, year of the contract, right. he's going to be making less than the mid-level exception. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Or mean, what the mid-level exception will be by that point. I think a lot of the Cavaliers' season is going to come down to whether those three play good because I, I think Sexton will be will be at least decent right off the bat, yeah. and Love is going to have a big year. Honestly, I think the Cavs win 39 games. I think that's oh, wow. good enough for them to okay. finish in seventh place in the Eastern Conference. They go to the postseason. And probably um, play Philly in the first round. And Boston or Philly or whomever is number two seed. Boston's probably, going to be the one seed. Probably. Well, actually, I, I think Toronto's going to be really good. The Raptors will be good again this year. There's yeah, and they don't, don't and they don't have LeBron standing in their way. I don't least. know if it's going to be number one good though. Well, they were number one last year. Well, and, they had I, a more complete team. Well, I think. What's not more complete about them? They essentially have the same team except they traded. Yeah, Kawhi sure it was for, a direct trade. And Kawhi is. Uh, I'm sorry, but if Kawhi's healthy, no, he's Kawhi's really good. Yeah. He's like five times the player Demar Derozan yeah, is. The big question for the Raptors is going to be: Is he motivated? That, see, yeah. that's what I'm kind of... That, well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? two, that, two, if, he, if he's I don't, in it, then they'll be right I don't know what happened in San Antonio, but to be so upset about it that yeah. you just refuse to play for the greatest coach of all time, I, I don't have any words for that. I don't know. That's yeah. just not a good look. And he was definitely refusing to play. <laughs> oh, for sure. There's no doubt. His own teammates called him yeah. out on it. Tony Parker was like this dude. And Tony Parker's not a gossip NBA player. No. You know, for him to call him out, that takes a lot. No. Which sure. is weird because everyone kind of thought that um, Kawhi was that, like, 
straight edge, like just pure basketball. And apparently it's a lot more dramatic than we realize. But right. um, I predict you wanted to make predictions now. Uh, well, just how many? How many? Uh, oh, how many games? How yeah. many games do you think the Cavs are gonna win? I I think probably thirty or thirty-one or maybe late twenties. I just yeah. don't see them winning more I than think that. It could be. It could. I think you're gonna have a lot of spurts where they'll win a game and lose four or five. Win a game and just yeah. kind of like that. I think I think a lot determines on how they start. Oh, uh, true. We'll yeah. see because I think confidence with this team is gonna be key because they're gonna be looking. You know, if this is the year after LeBron left, so if they come out and they start like one and six. They're gonna like look around and be like, okay, this really sucks. Like, what yeah. the hell's going on? Right. But if they if they start out like five and two, you know, six and two, seven and three, something yeah. like that, they're gonna be like, okay, we can do this. Like, this is, you know, let's let's do yeah. this. Yeah. So I think the start of the season has, uh, depending, uh, has a lot to do with. Um, I'm. A, I, I want to say too. I'm really interested in seeing how Sam Decker turns out because I. Yeah, I, that's interesting. I really enjoyed him in Houston. I that's was kind of bummed when they got rid of him, to be honest. Right. But. And he didn't do very well with the Clippers, but uh, he was just looking for a new start with uh, with the Cavs. So what is the Clippers? System? And he's a Midwest guy. He's a Midwest guy. So <laughs> yeah, maybe he's being from back in the Wisconsin, Midwest, right? He's from yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. So um, um, why don't we? Well, did you, you said, predict your? No, I I think I, I think they're going to be a little bit little bit better than what you said. I'm okay. I'm around like thirty to thirty five. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to be like right there. No. Um, I, I'm just I'm excited. Like I don't have like for the first time. Like I'm not going into a calf season being completely stressed out about the freaking Warriors, and it feels so good. That, that I sense. can just watch the Cavs and just watch them and watch them for fun. Like I rather than oh, what's LeBron gonna do next year? And oh God, what did what did he tweet about? Is he being passive aggressive? <laughs> like don't get me wrong. Like if LeBron decided to stay this off season, I'd be. You yeah, know, yeah, through the yeah. roof. No, like, but again, it's a weird dynamic where you're like, kind of I'm like, like, I'm like, I'm like exhausted about going to the finals the last four years, and I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm exhausted of going to the finals the last four years, playing that godforsaken team yeah. out there on the West Coast. Yeah, I hate them so much. Yeah, and their stupid ring ceremony last night where they, oh, we got the reversible ring where you can take the I top off. And, I can't. So apparently, you can. There, there's. A, the yeah, top of the ring is a medallion where you can flip, and there's blue sapphires or white diamonds. Who cares? Yeah, I uh, I can't watch that ring ceremony. I didn't watch yeah. it. Yeah, so uh, uh, let's uh, let's quickly predict what we think the finals is going to be. Why not start it right oh, now? Oh yeah, very quickly before we move on to oh, that, yeah, I can yeah. say I've got two instant takes immediately. Um, our friend Matt Steigerwald from Florida has says he just texted a few minutes ago says this Cavs team is going to be super fun to watch. So there's Could your be. there's Could your positive. Yeah. Um, also, just a couple minutes ago, Anthony Ford just texted in. Oh. Tristan Thompson is a bum. Well, let, let, there's a caveat there. Anthony hates Tristan Thompson. So do I. He always has. I can't. Stand He's Tristan never Thompson. liked Tristan Thompson. He shouldn't even be on the team anymore. But, but anyway, yeah. Um, so that's there's there's varying opinions on the team. So we'll see. Nobody knows how good this no, team's going to be. Like we all know, they're not championship contenders, and we all right. know they're not one of the worst teams in the league. Right. There's somewhere in between. So yeah, we'll we don't know where that's going to be. <laughs> but yeah, let's go around real quick. Uh, we're running short on time. Let's. Uh, yeah, let's, let's uh, so Jordan, what do you think? Let's. Uh, all right. So let's hear what you got to say. Is the I resident think, Rocket fan? I think Eastern Conference Finals is going to be Philly and Celtics. I just don't see why it wouldn't be. I think they're the best teams I can see in the East, and yeah. they're so much fun to watch. Both of those teams. I hate to admit it. Um, I think the Celtics are going to edge them out with if, as long as Irving is healthy. 
Yeah, I don't know yeah, how. Yeah, we're not going to predict injuries. Just I no, but I'm just being honest. I mean, because that's right. a, always an, an issue with him. If yeah. he's healthy, I don't know how they're going to stop him. I don't know how they're going to stop Hayward. I don't know how they're going to have answers for Tatum and uh, Rozier and all I those mean, guys. I mean, just to be frank about it, Boston actually yeah. Boston's loaded. No, they're they're very. I mean, loaded. if they're totally healthy, and they took LeBron and the Cavs to seven games without, without their best two players their, yeah, last exactly. year. So and now I don't even think Gordon <laughs> Hayward's their second best player. I think no. it's, it's Jason Tatum. It's and Rozier's a and Rozier's very player. promising. Well, I don't guy. know how that's going to work out because yeah, he's apparently having issues with the team right yeah, now because so, he's not starting and he's that's fine with me. Bring him over but anyway. Uh, in the West, I think it's going to be Rockets. Uh, a barring injury, I think it's going to be Rockets Warriors again. I don't know how the Rockets are going to beat the Warriors um, unless I don't even know. I mean, you're going I, through. I, well, you're I going through know. what we've gone through the last few years, I don't, but you're but you're going through it in the Western Conference I, Finals. I don't know. Last year was amazing. I thought they were going to beat them when they were up three to two. Um, I don't know how we're going to beat them this year. The only thing if, I could, I have didn't, to. If they didn't lose Chris Paul to injury I, if, after game five. Right. Well, 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 true. But right. that's a thing. It's like Irving. You have to, that, when you have Chris Paul on your Chris team, Paul you have to. Like every year. You have yeah. to understand at some point he's going to be an injured. You're going to be injured. Yeah. Uh, you just hope it's not long term. I, if I had to guess, I'm just going to, this is probably the last realistic year with this Houston team, unless they do some crazy moves. That they have a realistic window at the title, I'm gonna hope. Okay, no, that's that's not the right words. I'm gonna guess that the Warriors' luck's gonna run out and a major injury is gonna happen at some point, and I think that's gonna break open the West a bit. And I'm gonna say Houston could make the final, and I think Houston Celtics would be an amazing final. But my that's my heart. Realistically, I think it's gonna be Warriors Celtics. The, I, I think they. I I honestly think the Warriors potentially made a mistake in signing Boogie Cousins because. I don't know how he fits into that team. If he fits, if he fits, if he if he figures out a way and checks his ego and fits in well, it's over. Nobody can touch them. Right. But if he messes with their chemistry, something something's and and I disagree with you. I I think the Rocket. I think because I don't know that the Warriors are going to be the Warriors next year. I I even if they win the title this year, I don't think Kevin Durant stays there. That is, I do agree with you there. That's already Kevin Durant's already out. kind of leading. That is already yeah. starting to leak out, and rumor has it that uh, he might go to L.A. Okay, well that would that's like, do you want to get shot or do you want to get right. like stabbed? Right, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't care I what Kevin Durant does. That man cost the Cavaliers a realistic no, shot. That, that man ruined the whole. That man ruined. And he ruined pretty he ruined much the, the competition for the whole league. Yeah. So it's. Yep. I don't even want to. Talk about like, that. like most Cavs fans here, they hate Stephen Curry or they hate Draymond Green. You I hate Kevin Durant. You way shouldn't more hate than those Stephen two. Curry because he's raw talent and he's drafted naturally. I hate Draymond Green because he's an asshole. Sorry for the language, but he is. And um, I, but he was drafted organically. Same for Clay. I yeah. do hate Kevin Durant. Yeah. I have no, I cannot stand that man, and he's a baby. Like he's just a whiny baby. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think a dark horse could be OKC if they get their crap together, uh, but I don't think they're going to. Yeah, yeah. I um, my Eastern Conference final is actually going to be Boston and Toronto. I, okay, you I, mentioned I, Toronto. Right I don't there, believe yeah. in Philly. Okay. I, until ben you never really believe until Ben Simmons can make a jump shot, I don't think they can well, win in the playoffs. He's probably not going to. Well, right. I just don't <laughs> think they can win. Look at what happened last yeah, year. Yeah. A lot of it will de- will determine on seeding and who matches up where and when. True. true. Um, but I just I, I don't think Philly can. I I don't. 
I'm just not a believer. You don't trust the process? I'm not a believer in the process. Until Ben Simmons proves that he can make a jump shot, I can't. See, I do it. love Embiid. He's probably my second favorite. Player. I like Embiid too, and so, I think Embiid. Well, that's, that's what I'm and saying. I think Embiid's yeah. a superstar, but I, I don't know. I just can't. I can't see it. I think there's, they're way too easy to defend if Ben Simmons can't hit a jump shot. Or if they can cut off his length, because it's so much if you easier. Can, if you can cut it's off, it's so Simmons, much easier to double team and beat well, when, when. No, but what I'm saying is, if you can cut off Simmons' lanes yeah. as well, then he's useless. Right, which Boston did in that series, right last year. Um, so I, I think it's going to be Boston and Toronto, and uh, I'm going to go out. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to pick Toronto to come out of the East. Wow, I just think wow. Okay. They are going to play so free now that LeBron <laughs> is out of the East. They don't have to worry about LeBron. And I, they were the number one seed and won 58 games last year, and I think they got better. They're bringing back essentially the same team. With a better player with, for Rosen. With Ka- Kawhi over DeRozan. Yeah. So I just think they're better. Okay. Uh, but I, I think that's going to be a great series. In the West, um, I probably have the same as last year, Warriors-Rockets, and I've got the Warriors coming out. I just... I, don't know how I, you beat them. I hate them so much, but I can't see them. I don't losing. know how you beat them. And then I have the Warriors winning it all, just because. You know, because well, of course they whatever. are. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we got. Uh, let us know if you agree. If you Wait, disagree. Steve, did you give yours? This is going to be pretty simple for me. Oh, um, oh. NBA basketball is very easy to predict anymore. Yeah, it really is. Very um, easy. No, it Warriors is. out of the West. You got you got the Warriors, and uh, it's going to be Warriors Houston in the West. It's going to be Boston versus Toronto in the East. And I'm glad we agree. Ultimately, Boston is going win to win the East, uh, not just because they're loaded player-wise, but because I think Brad Stevens is the best coach ah, that's in a, That's the a good fact that you got to remember, too. Uh, without a doubt. He could be the best coach in basketball. If you believe that the mantle was passed on from Greg Popovich, he could be the best coach now. Popovich um, Guy was an amazing coach when he was at Butler, took them to two national championship games, for goodness sake. Yeah, um, and, is, and is doing great things with Boston. But ultimately, the Warriors are just... They are the super team of, of our generation in the NBA, and it's, one just, of the best super it's impossible. Ever. There's no nobody can beat them. Sorry, no. I mean unless if they get you know, like two or three of their key players injured. You literally, yeah, time. one that's injury the, is that's not about enough. The only that's way the they scary lose. thing. I disagree. About the I I, you, you I humbly disagree. Okay. I Kevin Durant is their best player. Their most important player is Steph Curry. If right. Steph Curry gets hurt, they won't win. Right. I agree with you. He is the linchpin of that entire yeah. team. I agree. That I do agree. All right. I couldn't disagree more with that. I think they okay. win it even without Curry. Well, I, I let's let's just say I hope that we get to see what well, I hope we get to see that. Play I'd out. love to see that scenario though. I but, I would love to see. I'm not going to say I want to see an injury. I'm just going to say this. No, I, I mean you never see, root for a guy to get. Hurt, I would but. love to see a competitive Western Conference Finals again. Yeah, I just hope it's not a blow up. Very quickly, how do the Lakers do this year with LeBron? I think they're the third best team in the West, and I think they go to the semis. But I think they get overpowered by one of the two Rockets or Warriors. Yeah. Well, if they're the third best team, they'll probably end up playing. The, the Warriors Rockets. know how to. I'm sorry, but the Warriors know how to beat LeBron, and his team is goofy. Like that team's a joke. I don't. They're gonna be good, but I don't think they're gonna beat the. Warriors. I don't think the Lakers get out of the first round in the West. That's see, I don't know about that because you do have LeBron. So LeBron's never lost a first round series. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't see LeBron losing in the first, no. especially when you play garbage teams. He hasn't. Like, he hasn't had a team this bad in the conference against him this good since he first entered the league. That's true. Oh, really? Because I think I think the Lakers are better this year than the Cavs were last year. I'll have to see. I'll have to see. I don't know. 
All right. Are you kidding? Are you oh, kidding? Oh, then last year? Then last year, Last yeah. year's Cavs Sorry. without Kyrie? No, you're right yes, on last year. Please. You're, you're right on last please. year. Please. All right. But anyway, yeah, let's, uh, let's, Jordan, Wrap it talk up to us, yeah, talk to us a little bit about uh, Griffin Cider House. Uh, so Griffin Cider House is exactly what it sounds. It's a, uh, it's its own. They make their own house cider. Um, they also specialize in gin cocktails. So yeah, I saw that actually. So I, you, I looked yeah. on their Facebook page. I saw that. Yeah, so it's set up really cozy. I would say it's very old-fashioned English-style-looking pub. So it's a lot of wood, a lot of old decorations, kind of okay. thing. So you get a classic feeling when you walk in, almost like you get when you walk into a soccer pub. Um, like Old Angle or something right. like that. Just right. very small. It's a lot smaller. So yeah. you have a back room, which, re- which is really cozy too. Um, the ciders, house ciders, are really unique. They've got about five or six on tap. Plus, they got tons of other, you know, outside brands mm-hmm. um, you, on tap and as well as in the bottle. Right. So um, I had two ciders when I went. I'm not a big cider guy, so I only had two. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of those really sweet ciders. Right. So I got a I got a dry cider yeah. at this place. Right. And Teresa had a, another cider. I got her one. It was on her birthday. And it was like, it literally tasted like if you could, if you imagine crushing up Christmas trees, imagine what that would taste like. That's Ugh. the only way I could imagine. So. Very piney. It was, yeah, it was very, str- no, piney, yeah. <laughs> it was very strong after a while. Yeah. So, but the, it was good. It was so very it tasted good. like Lysol. Let's put it to you this way. My mind, I've never had a lot of cider. Right. Except for like, what? What's the apple, the, the famous uh, brand? or Red's uh, Apple Ale. Red's there's Apple Red's Apple Ale. Ale. There's, um, oh God. You know the other one I'm talking about. Um, well, there's Strongbow. Strongbow, stuff like that. So, this kind of opened my eyes to what cider could be. And I would like to go back and try it again. Um, I also had one of their gin cocktails. Uh, well, I got it for Teresa, but I had a had a few sips very tasty i'm not a big gin guy but they do know how to make a a drink with gin and it's and it's tasty um it's a fun place it's a little pricey um you can also get flights of cider and flights of gin i think right i know cider for sure so i'm the same idea as a beer flight yeah um i definitely recommend you check it out and while you're there check out lbm which we've talked about before which is next door they have food they have food at griffin cider Uh, i don't remember i don't believe so Okay. I do not think they do. Uh, but it's a very, very cool bar. Yeah. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. All right. Cool. So there's your... Uh, yeah, for sure. We haven't had a review in a while. Um, and another place that, that we previewed in the uh, intro that we're going to try and check out uh, when it opens is it almost looks like a Barrio knockoff. I don't want to like insult it by saying that because I've never been there. Right. But just by the pictures, it's Taco... Tacologist. Tacologist Tacos. Uh, not it, open yeah. yet. It's over on the east... Side, it's, it's like by. Uh, I think they're putting it where the old um, bowling place used to be in the in the university circle. Oh, okay. Got Does it. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking yep. about? Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, so it's gonna be interesting. Uh, we love Barrio, so it'll be interesting to check it out, see how it compares, see what what they do the same, what they do differently. Um, I hope that it's not an alternate Barrio. I hope it's just another taco place. Right. It That'd definitely looks modern, upscale, not traditional, which right. is going to bum me out. But right. I, I heard there was some controversy, I guess, that some that the owners of Barrio or somebody was oh. ruffled about, the, the feathers were ruffled about, which I think is stupid. You can't claim that. Yeah. Said, Ooh, who cares if it's the same idea? <laughs> then, what, then every taqueria in Houston would be right. shut down because they're all copying each other. Right. Stupid. Um, 
So yeah, we'll be looking. We'll keep. Uh, we'll definitely go there opening week probably. Uh, Dan, there was a cool article on Thrillist, which is a yeah. cultural website. Uh, the, the, the article was how Cleveland got fun over LeBron. I'm sorry. How Cleveland got over LeBron and became legitimately fun. Um, yeah, this was, this, this caught my eye this morning. Um, it's really interesting to see more and more of these pieces come out. Um, I mean, this isn't the first piece, uh, and it probably won't be the last, uh, but it's interesting how they kind of relate, um, they relate the rise of Cleveland and how Cleveland's fun. Um, they don't. They try to say it's not because of LeBron. It's not because of the sports. It's because of this, 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 and this that Cleveland's got going on yeah. for him right now. And I thought that was really cool how they how they uh, well, talk. And Steve, Steve, you read it too. Uh, so if you want to kind of go into it a little bit uh, as well. Ultimately, um, it just shows that Cleveland has great people. It has a. a Decent business community. It has uh, really good developers. Uh, they've they've really done a good job of building up a lot of the uh, downtown and some of the inner neighborhoods like Ohio City, Tremont, uh, University Circle. That's a little further away, obviously. Right. But, right. Um, and I, the the food community here has always yeah. been great. Yeah. Even I, during I, the kind of the dead years in the seventies, eighties, early nineties, uh, that was something that we really had. <coughs> and guys like Chef Rocco Whalen and Chef uh, Michael Simon and right. people like that. You know, opening their establishments, and now you're seeing more national folks uh, coming down mm -hmm. here as well. People, yeah. you know, like Mark Wahlberg and yeah, you know, Wahlberg. celebrity types. Yeah. So Wahlbergers. Uh, yeah. No, it's 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 great. Well, you know what I liked about this article? They didn't just say like, oh, you know, East Horse Street and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They actually went into detail, which not right. a lot of national articles do. Right. So they mentioned uh, Gordon Square, which I haven't heard a lot of articles on just Gordon Square. Right. Uh, they mentioned parts of Lakewood. They mentioned, um, you know, uh, the Flats, which that might seem like a generic place in Cleveland, but honestly, that's relatively new that it's big like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure some of y'all might know how the Flats used to be. I don't, obviously, but uh, I guess they used it to be It was not growing. good growing up. Well, right, but... It was big in the 90s. I mean, that's what I mean. Before that, they were huge. Yeah. But then they got real bad. Um, and then one thing that I also really found interesting is... They de they went. They, I don't know how they picked the places they picked, but they did pick some really specific uh, restaurants, such as Brew Nuts and stuff like that, or places to eat, I should say. And he mentioned like it's not as pretentious as Austin, so or Portland. So it's got. The, I love that he compared Cleveland to Portland and Austin because I think those are probably good comparisons. But I just thought it was cool how he was like, this is the place where you can still order a Miller Lite if you want, right? Or you can order a fancy craft beer. You yep. can order a glazed donut at Brunettes, or you can order a weird pineapple donut. Like, mm -hmm. and no, it's not. It's you know, and it's. Um, I like that about it. I do wish he went more into the craft beer scene because I think that Cleveland's craft beer scene is really up there with every other major craft beer scene in yep. America. So, little bummed he didn't. He touched on it briefly, of course. Right. But, I mean, he talked about places like. But, like he talked some about McNulty, like with right. you know with which, Market Garden and Beer which Market, he and blew up Ohio City. I mean, yeah. that's awesome, you know. So, um, but he like talked I, about the West Side I, Market, right? I wish he would have said something to the effect of like, "There's now over 30 breweries in the Cleveland metro area," right. and, you know, which, but anyway, whatever. It's just being picky. But. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, I it's, just, it, it's on uh, it, the article uh, was posted on Thrillist's website. Yeah. Uh, which is like a travel website uh, for people to go check out. Um, it was written by... Uh, I'm trying to find the guy's name. Matt Metzler. Yeah, 
Matt Metzler. Um, I I don't know who he is. From I looked from him Adam, up. He's a he's a pretty well known writer. Right. I would say he's yeah. from Florida, so he's definitely not a local. Right. I I've never really been on Thrillist website, but I just I saw uh, Destination Cleveland posted on Twitter, and that's where I found it. Yeah. Um, but it's a really good read uh, for our. Uh, for our Cleveland people, and then for our people who listen to us, and thank you, by the way, for doing that, um, who aren't uh, living in Cleveland. So maybe you're from Cleveland and you moved away, um, you want to learn more about what's going on in your hometown, this is a great article to read. Um, If you're listening to us and you're not uh, from Cleveland, have never been to Cleveland, maybe you read this and you think, hey, maybe let's go check it out. I will say, and, and this isn't just because I'm from Cleveland, Anybody that I know that's come to visit the city um, hasn't, especially in the last few years, hasn't had a bad experience. Right. You hear so much about the old sports stigmas about the city of Cleveland. Oh, the mistake by the lake, and there's nothing Booty to do River. here, blah, 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 all right. that stuff. But if, like, anytime you actually come to the city and experience, like, what's going on in the city right now, you're going to leave with a different perspective. Well... You want to know something cool, too? Like, my buddies, John and David, who were on the yep. show last week, they've mentioned multiple times they love coming to Cleveland because it's like, well, there's actually stuff to do. Right. And they're not even dissing Detroit because Detroit's definitely on its way to be yeah. similar um, and offer similar activities and, and things. But I just found that interesting. It's like, there's actually things to do here. Uh, we also haven't really mentioned the art museum, which I know that's been around for a while, but... I don't think people realize how amazing that art museum is. Yeah, like it's yeah, phenomenal. for sure. And it's free. Yeah, absolutely. Best part. Um, yeah, so great article. We'll, we'll link it so y'all can read it. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, real quick, let's go through uh, some uh, event previews of yeah. stuff coming up. Some we've already touched on, so we don't have to get into too detailed, yep. but there's a couple new ones that you that Yeah, you so I wanted to add another kind of family-friendly option. Uh, pumpkin carving is going to be going on at Coffee, 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 which is in Old Brooklyn. Yeah, I actually, um, I, I, I'm hoping to, uh, uh, I might go there Sunday morning. Okay. Before church. Yeah. So on October 21st, that's uh, this Sunday or Monday? Uh, I actually don't know. I'm going to know. What day is the 21st, Steve? That's 21st is uh, Sunday. 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 So on Sunday, uh, it's going to be going on. Um, we'll, we'll have a link for the event as well so you can get more details. Uh, it's a pumpkin carving event. It's You just pay $10 per pumpkin. They offer carving kits and tools, so you don't have to bring anything. They're going to also be uh, providing, or selling, I should say, cider and other, as they describe it, autumnal drinks. Ooh. So you'll get to have some probably pumpkin spice lattes and stuff like that. So nice. I think it just sounds like a cool event. And um, if I had time this Sunday, I would go, but I, I won't yeah. be able to make it. But yeah, maybe y'all can take the fam or just yourself. It would probably be a good date as well, I would think. Hey now. Uh, I'm gonna just maybe come back and watch a spooky movie. <laughs> Get real spooky. Ooh. I'm gonna mention one more time Great Lakes Brewing Company's Christmas Ale for keep mentioning it because it's a fun event and I I just <laughs> I'll be honest I actually think Thirsty Dogs. Christmas sales better. Yeah, but it's a good beer, especially when you get it fresh out, out of the tap. Do we want to go to this? I do want to go to this. Okay, yeah. well let's plan to go. Um, I won't be able to go at eleven thirty. Well, but, uh, <laughs> right. No, uh, let's, let's, like, again, let's go like right after yeah, work. Or I'm down. Something like that. Again, it's going to have Christmas ale-themed food specials, brew nuts, donuts, uh, and then special barrel-aged tastings. They haven't, I don't know if they've announced those times yet, but those are going to be some specialty beers they're working on. Um, and one more time, it's going to be available citywide on October 29th, so that's coming up soon. Um, on October 21st and 22nd, that's this Sunday and this Monday, 
Uh, from 7 to 9 p.m., we have the Ohio City Haunted History Tour. It's a guided two-hour tour on foot of haunted places in Ohio City. Sites include Monroe Street Cemetery, Willett Street Cemetery, and Franklin Castle. Which, Ooh. funny, I didn't know that Market Garden's Franklin Ca- Castle was named after an actual place. I, yeah. I've never heard of Franklin Castle before. Really? I just never. I've seen it. Like, oh, I just wow. looked it up in a picture. I was like, yeah. oh, I actually know what that is. But So, uh, Franklin Castle, um, when my... When my mom's family immigrated to the U.S. back in 1970, uh, they moved to a house that was, like, right down the street from Franklin Castle. Oh, wow. Castle. That's awesome. So, like, when we were growing up, anytime we were in, like, the Cleveland area, like, my mom would want to drive by her old house yeah, that, yeah. that she moved into when they, when they moved here. And so we would always drive by it. So we would always yeah. hear about the stories about Franklin Castle and how it's yeah. haunted and all that. And you can see and that, and you can see that on those paranormal yeah. shows and stuff, or yeah. look it up on YouTube. There's some freaky crap that goes on. No, apparently it's Franklin like a legitimately haunted place. So yeah. if that's of interest to you, somebody owns it now. it's, yeah, it's owned sure. by somebody. Well, they're probably going to preserve it. And I, I, I think they're going to renovate it. Probably. Oof. And not like, not like turn it into like new, but I think like probably like you know, so you can tour yeah, it. Bring it back, yeah. bring it back to, bring it back to life. Ooh, maybe see it's already alive. Yeah. Uh, this is twenty-two dollars a ticket. Um, a little pricey, but it's a fun event. Seven to nine on Sunday and Monday. This upcoming Sunday to Monday, twenty-first and twenty-second. Uh, it's put on by the Cleveland Paranormal Society. You can visit their website to find more information. Again, we'll provide links. Um, one last time. Well, not probably the last time because we'll definitely do a review of this. But I want to also mention again, La Plaza is opening up a separate and new taqueria within their supermarket. So this is really exciting. this is really exciting to me because a lot of people are intimidated by walking through that what would be culturally strange uh, supermarket. Yeah, um, it's all cash. On in all seriousness, sometimes the workers don't speak good English, and it's intimidating. People don't know what carnitas versus lengua versus barbacoa is. Right. Uh, so they're going to kind of revamp the whole. You know, it was an interesting article they had with Cleveland Scene where they essentially were getting to the point of look, we kind of were just seen what happened and it took off and a lot of people consider our Mexican food the best in the city which I agree and so now they're going to make it a full blown taqueria yeah I want to go so. I still haven't gone and gotten tacos yeah. there yeah it's really good uh, they're going to have uh, also no more cash only so you can bring it yeah because so. I don't ever carry cash on me neither do I so okay well thanks Jordan appreciate that yeah. and uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week uh, guys let us know what your favorite Halloween candy is uh, let us know what uh, your favorite part of Halloween is. Um, we'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. And uh, also, uh, go Browns this week. Uh, go Cavs. They start up tonight. Um, we'll get into next week more about Steve's uh, first post on LOTLpodcast.com, um, talking about the Browns owners taking over the Columbus crew. And uh, we'll get into that. we got some more reviews coming up for you guys, uh, hopefully some new places uh, that we're thinking on. And uh, we'll hopefully have a review of, um, you know, some other stuff that we got going on. And uh, we'll go from there. So, uh, appreciate you guys listening. Um, Follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Um, Hit us up on our website, LOTLpodcast.com. And uh, always listen on Instagram. Or Instagram. Listen to us. (laughs) Listen on on Instagram. Listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And uh, make sure to give us a like, give us a follow, give us a uh, rating. And uh, as always, um, love you guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, 
for uh, Jordan and for Steve. Thanks yeah, again for coming, Steve. <laughs> Jim, jump the gun on there a little bit. <laughs> Get, do that again in about five seconds. Uh, we are living off the land. We'll have Jimmy back uh, next week in person, and uh, we will go from there. So we'll see you guys. Have a great one. Have a great weekend, and we will catch you next week. All right, bye. Bye.